Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast with Steve and Rob Schallenberger. You're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you transform your life and achieve results that otherwise would have seemed difficult or even impossible. In each episode, you'll learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals. Steve and Rob are a dynamic father and son duo who are helping to transform lives and businesses around the world. Rob is a top-rated global speaker and trainer, best-selling author, former F-16 pilot, Air Force One advanced agent, father of four, and CEO of Becoming Your Best Global Leadership. Steve is a number one national best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, having started 11 businesses in three different industries, and a highly sought-after keynote speaker. He is the father of six children and the founder of Becoming Your Best Global Leadership. Now, here is Steve and Rob Schallenberger. Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast. I'm Steve Schallenberger, and we're so excited you joined us for this important podcast. When we asked our listeners what they wanted to hear, one of the questions that kept showing up over and over again in terms of their response was, how do I manage my time? And how do I balance family, work, and play, and and stay sane? Well, we're going to help answer those questions today. We've trained people all over the world and helped them answer those questions, and it doesn't matter whether the person is an executive in a Fortune 500 company or they're a student in college. This training has changed their lives, and what the seminar participants learn is how to use this powerful tool and principle-inspired process to take control of their lives and stay focused on what matters most. Now, this tool and process has transformed lives, and although there are many other tips and ideas that we can share regarding time management, we wanted to reserve this podcast to focus on this one tool and process. (laughs) We'll save the additional time management ideas and tips for another podcast. So, Rob, uh, my wonderful son here, is joining us today. He's a former F-16 pilot. Uh, formerly in charge of Air Force One and its management. So, Rob, why don't you introduce this life-changing process to our listeners? All right. Well, thank you. And I am stoked to have you on the call with us today. So let's start out by uh, me asking you a question. Wherever you are in the world today, how many of you feel like you're being pulled in every different direction? (laughs) How many of you feel stressed? Or feel like you're having a hard time staying on top of it all. You know, whether you're a student, whether you're staying at home with the children, or whether you're running a Fortune 500 business. How many of us feel like we're being stretched in all these different directions? Well, did you know that 68% of leaders feel like their number one challenge is how to prioritize their time? And so we're going to help with that right now. And literally... What I'm about to share has changed the lives of thousands of people around the world. And first and foremost, it's changed my life. This process that we're going to share right now is one I've been using for over 18 years. So let me ask you first of all, what is something that you would really like to accomplish? Where do you feel like you could do better in your life? What area? If you could choose something that you wanted to improve right now in your life, what would that be? Now, keeping that on the forefront of your mind, let me ask you another question. How many of you have set New Year's resolutions? (laughs) Probably most of us. 
Well, if you had to guess, what percentage of New Year's resolutions are broken by January 15th? Almost 80%. And that's why we ask people to never again set a New Year's resolution. Now, prior to this podcast, uh, talking about prioritizing your time, what we would assume and hope is that you would have read the chapters in our book about how to develop a clear personal vision, how to set smart goals, and how to make those goals a reality. But even for the 10% of people that do that, what we still find is they ask, how do I manage my time day in and day out during the week? And that's what this podcast is focused on. So let me have you do something. If you're not driving in the car, if you're in a place where you can stand up, stand up right now. Okay, here we go. (laughs) My dad just stood up next to me. All right. What I'm going to ask you to do is extend your arms out from your side so that they're horizontal. Then extend one leg out in front of you and close your eyes and try to balance. (laughs) How's that working out for you? It's pretty funny. When we have a a room full of people, what you'll generally see is people falling all over the place. You know, I tell them, open your eyes if you're going to fall. Don't actually fall. Okay, now I'm going to have you do something a little bit different. Same thing with your arms. Extend those out from your side. Put one leg out in front of you. Now choose a spot on the wall in front of you. Focus on that spot with a laser-like focus. Don't let your eyes move at all. Focus on that spot and see what happens. Do that right now. If you're doing this, what you probably already felt is a huge difference. In a room full of people, the first time around, you see people falling all over the room. The second time around, you see total focus. You see people who are looking at the wall, balanced, no more falling, and they're zeroed in on what they're looking at. So what's the difference? It's the power of focus. How do we prioritize our time and stay focused on the things that matter most rather than being subject to the things that matter least? Well, that's the purpose of this podcast because as Socrates said, it's not just living that matters, it's living rightly. The one resource that we cannot get back is time. Now imagine that you're a pilot, and I'm going to tie this into... Uh, how to prioritize your time in this process and tool. If you're a pilot and you're going to fly from Los Angeles to New York, what are some things you need to check and look at before you ever walk out to the plane? Think about that. Things like weather, how much fuel I have, what are the winds aloft, what's the winds and weather at the destination. These are all things I think about beforehand, right? We call that pre-flight planning. Now, there's an exercise out in Las Vegas. It's called Red Flag. It's an amazing experience. You have nations from around the world bring their jets in. You'll have almost 90 to 95 planes in the air at one time with real live weapons out over the Nevada desert. You'll have between 6 and 12 adversary aircraft with simulated weapons. At night, it's truly incredible to look around with night vision goggles and see all the planes out there in the sky. I mean, really, the old adage, just get skinny, applies when you're out there flying at red flag. Now, on average, we'll put between 12 to 24 hours of mission planning into every flight. It's an incredible process to watch it all come together. Now let me ask you, what would happen if we as pilots at Red Flag said, "Eh, you know what, we're just going to go out there and wing it, this flight. We'll just see what happens. And I don't put together a plan. What do you think would happen? Well, yeah, we would probably drop bombs on the wrong targets. There would be mid-air collisions. All of these things would happen. Obviously, we would not accomplish our objectives. It'd be total chaos, right? So how many of us listening to this podcast right now will go into our week 
without a plan and then expect a different result. And that's why, just like pre-flight planning, we've coined the term pre-week planning. And pre-week planning is a very specific process and tool that you can use that will help you schedule your priorities rather than prioritize your schedule. Now, let me say that again because there's a lot of great processes out there. This is unique. There's nothing else like it in the world. And this will help you schedule your priorities rather than prioritize your schedule because ultimately, as Gandhi said, actions are what express priorities. How many times have you said or heard someone say, you know what? I really wanted to get around to this, but I was just too busy. <laughs> it's those famous words that we all hate to hear. Well, kids, there's an old adage that said, kids spell love, T-I-M-E. So what are we doing with our time, both at home, but also in our business? How do we stay focused on what matters most, which are our priorities? So let me walk you through this process. There's three steps to pre-week planning. If you have a piece of paper, take out your paper now, write down these steps. If you already have the book, Becoming Your Best, The 12 Principles of Highly Successful Leaders, go to chapter four, and these steps are in chapter four, and that'll walk you right through it. So let's get going on these three steps. First, now by the way, before I get into these, I suggest that you do this on Saturday or Sunday rather than waiting until Monday morning. Why? We're already in the thick of the fire Monday morning, right? So Saturday or Sunday is when we typically recommend doing your pre-week planning, and it will take you on average between 15 and 30 minutes. So here are the steps. Imagine that it's Saturday or Sunday. Here you go. Step number one, review your vision and annual goals. Remember, with a clearly written goal, you are 90% more likely to accomplish something, yet on average, only 10% of people have clearly written goals. 80% of New Year's resolutions are broken by January 15th. So why don't we set New Year's resolutions anymore? Because I'm looking at my annual goals every week. If one of my goals, for example, is to go on at least two dates a month without the children, and I'm in the third week of the month, well, what do I need to do this week? I need to go on a date. So what day am I going to do it? What do I need to do to coordinate for that date? Review your vision. What's my purpose and your annual goals? What can I do this week to help accomplish that goal? Step number two, write in your meetings or other scheduled events. So you may have a soccer game with your son or daughter. You may have a board meeting, a sales call. These are when you plug that into your calendar. That's step number one and step number two. Is there anything really revolutionary about that? No. But this is where we diverge then from every other planning process out there. And this is what sets pre-week planning apart. This is where you will now determine what matters most during your week through the lens of what we call roles and goals. So say that with me. Roles, roles and, and goals. goals. <laughs> <laughs> I love having my dad sitting here. This is great. <laughs> this is a very unique way to do it. And so what I'd ask you to do is on a piece of paper, take it out and hold it in a landscape view in front of you. And across the top, write down your roles. Now when I say roles, here's what I'm talking about. I'm a parent, so a parent would be one of my roles. A spouse, I'm a friend, I'm a brother, I'm a citizen. Whatever your job title is, manager, CEO, it could be a student. And one of your most important roles is personal or self. If we're going to do anything to help others, then we've got to be in a place and a position to do that. So self or personal is one of those roles. So go ahead, go across the top of the paper right now, write in your roles. What are they? 
Now, this is where you have a personal brainstorm with yourself. And you ask yourself, what can I do this week in each role that would matter most, that would really make a difference? So, for example, as a parent, what can you do as a parent this week with your son or with your daughter that would really make a difference in their life? As a spouse, what could you do? Whatever your job title is, what could you do that would set you apart, that would make you a transformational person rather than just transactional? Now, you may come up with one thing in each role or you may come up with five or six. It doesn't matter. It's whatever works for you. Now, let me give you a couple of examples of what this might look like. Under the role of parent, you could say daddy-daughter date. So I have a close friend. (laughs) She told me one day, she said, you know what? I really wanted to take my daughter out on a date, but I just haven't gotten around to it because I've been so busy. Well, she was telling me the story in March and her daughter's birthday was the previous September. And so I asked her, I said, Jill, which isn't her real name, Jill, it's been six months. You haven't taken your daughter out for that date yet? And she said, oh, I know. I feel so bad. I've had such great intentions. And you see, that's the difference in pre-week planning. It gets rid of all those good intentions and turns them into reality. So I shared with her this process of pre-week planning. She invested in one of our Becoming Your Best planners, which has all of this for you so you don't have to do it. And two weeks later, I got a text from her. She said, thank you, thank you, thank you. Finally, I don't feel stressed. I feel like I've taken control of my life. And you'll never believe it, but I went out on the date with my daughter. (laughs) Let me give you one other example. As a spouse, it could be as simple as writing a note to tell your spouse that you love him or her. And when I was doing this with a group of women, I used that as an example. And one of the ladies raised her hand and asked me, "Uh, well, if I did that, it wouldn't be spontaneous, would it? So I asked her, how long have you been married? And her response was, five years. So I asked her again, in those five years, how many times have you written a note to your husband telling him that you love him? And she thought about it, and her response was, well, I guess never. (laughs) (laughs) So I asked her, well, what would happen if you wrote him a note like that, telling him that you love him? What would his response be? She says, well, he'd probably fall off the bed and wonder what I'm asking for. What is it that I want? And he'd be totally shocked. Right. So would it be spontaneous for him? And it's like a light bulb went on in her mind. All of a sudden she realized, absolutely. And she then saw the power of the pre-week planning process and the tool and how that could actually work and impact a relationship. So what's her vision? To have a great relationship. Well, how is she going to make it a reality? Now she's thinking about that question week in and week out. Pre-week planning is not what you have to do. It's thinking about what you can do that's extraordinary, transformational, It's the simple things that oftentimes slip through the cracks. One last example, and then I'm going to ask my dad to share with you a story about what happened at a corporate training that he was at. You might think about in your business role, what could you do this week that's transformational that would really matter most? So for example, it could be as simple as sending a handwritten note to two key clients, thanking them, just saying, hey, thank you so much for working uh, with us. We sure appreciate you, appreciate all that you do, Uh, wishing you a great week. How many times does something like that happen? Or if you're a manager, inviting an employee in to ask them about their vision, their dreams, what drives them? How can we help you be successful? Any feedback from me as a leader, what can I do better as a leader? These are things that are transformational but just typically don't happen because we let our schedule dictate our priorities oftentimes. So, Dad, if you don't mind uh, sharing with our listeners the story that you had at a large beverage company 
we'll just say that it rhymes with sepsy. <laughs> <laughs> he was working with the executive team at this large beverage company that you're all familiar with. And the story that he shares is really, truly amazing. And it's the power of using tools to help us do this. Go ahead. Well, thanks, Rob. I just had the opportunity as I was working with this group to talk about the very process that Rob just described. And we were going over examples of goals for each role or category, major category. And I happened to walk by the workplace of one of the key executives, and I noticed that he had call my son. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. And I asked him, I said, well, what's significant about that? And he looked right back at me, and he replied, well, I haven't talked with my son in seven years. And I thought, okay, that is one of the things that definitely matters most. Uh, and then I noticed as I looked on his calendar, that next process is to take the goal and say, well, when will I do it? And so I asked him, I said, well, when will you do it? And he wrote down Thursday night at 7 p.m. I said, good job. And then I also mentioned, I said, it'd be a good idea to add the phone number. Now, why would we do that? Well, that's because when we get to the time, there's no excuse not to do it. And uh, I was going to go back and work with this team, this very same team, six months later as a follow-up, as we continued to work on effectiveness and improving the time management. And I could not wait to get back and talk with this gentleman to see how it went. And so the time came, and one of the very first things I did was go back and see him. And so I inquired, I asked, I said, well, how did it go? And he said, indeed, I did have the chance to call my son. And we had a great visit. And he said, you want to know the thing that's most interesting is, as we talked about uh, what happened, he said, we couldn't even remember what the argument was about. And now, he said, we actually visit every single week. And it has changed my entire relationship with him. Now, not only is he a better father and feels happier, more at peace, but do you think that had an impact on what kind of an executive that he was? Well, that's exactly what he told me. He said, not only am I a better father, I am a better executive and leader as a result of this experience. So thanks, Rob. That's the impact, at least in this occasion, but I'll also say in my life, week in and week out, I have many, many similar type of experiences. Oh, absolutely. It's amazing how many stories we hear from people all over the world. I mean, from our own families, but people in Africa, Australia, the Philippines, what impact this process of pre-week planning has had in their lives. So where are you at on your planner up to this point? If you have the blank piece of paper, you have your rolls across the top. Right below it, you have what can I do that matters most this week? And the last step, as my dad mentioned, is to plug it into your week. When will you do it? And each of the things you listed should be specific action items, things you can do. So it's not have a better relationship with my wife. It's I'm going to buy her flowers or go on a date or write a thank you note. Specific actions that you can take. So if nothing else, remember, these are the most important steps of pre-week planning. Choose your roles, what matters most in each role, and when will you do it? That's the key. Now, when you're all done, let me briefly talk with the people who have a spouse or a partner. Here is one of the keys to success. Once both of you have done your pre-week planning for the week and have it all mapped out, I suggest that you sit down together and sync up your schedules for the week. 
One of the greatest frustrations, and actually I would suggest, in my experience, one of the leading causes of divorces is a misalignment of expectations. Whether it's over finances or schedule or whatever it might be, we are misaligning our expectations. Have you ever, in your relationship, said the words, well, I thought you were going to do that. <laughs> this is what happens when you sit down and align schedules before the week starts. Well, if you're going to go on a date, who's going to coordinate to get the babysitter? If Johnny needs to go to soccer, who's going to take Johnny? Who's going to pick him up? So these are some of the things that goes into having a truly successful experience as a partnership. Anything I've missed, Dad, on this? Well, that's been terrific. You've done an excellent job in describing the process. Uh, yeah, I have another question. What's the difference between pre-week planning and a to-do list? And then yeah. in addition to that, uh, each day, how do you really focus then on what needs to be done that day? What's most important? Yeah, two excellent questions. Those are, one we get, those are two questions we get all the time in our seminars. Glad you asked those. So let me answer the first one. What's the difference between this and a to-do list? Well, both are important. One isn't exclusive of the other. In fact, in our Becoming Your Best Planners, both in the app that I'll describe in a couple of minutes and our planners, you have where you do the pre-week planning and then plug it into your calendar on both sides of the paper, you still have a to-do list. So to-do lists are things that are important that need to get done at some point. And you can even categorize those, medium, low, high priority, you know, whatever. But there are things that need to get done at some point. When I'm talking about pre-week planning, these are specific actions that matter most. And like you shared in your example, we assign a date and a time. And once they have a date and a time, they will get done. Unless something that's a higher priority comes along, it will happen. A to-do list is something that needs to get done at some point. You know, change the light bulb in our bedroom. Well, you know, that's important to do. It may not be important when. So I put that on my to-do list. Go on a date with my wife. Well, that is important. And I assign a date and a time to that. So pre-week planning is when you assign a date and a time. A to-do list is something that needs to get done at some point. Maybe not necessarily having a specific date and time. Now to your other question. How do I start the day? Well, when I get up in the morning, I look at my list of things that I need to do that day. I've already done my pre-week planning, so let's assume that it's Wednesday. When I wake up in the morning, I look at that list and I ask myself, what are the three most important items that I can accomplish today on that list? And if things crop up, which they're always going to, right? <laughs> Our schedules never go as planned. So when things do crop up, what will I not move? What can be moved and what cannot be shifted? What is the most important Thing I need to focus on today and I'll choose anywhere between one and three things on that list when I wake up in the morning that is one of my keys to success during the day here are my one two and three things that are my priorities for the day and all of these other minutiae and little things cannot distract from those two or three things now as we get ready to wrap up this idea of pre-week planning and how to use it let me give you three very specific things that you can do right now that can help you in this process the first is I'm going to invite you to try pre-week planning for four weeks. And as most of you know, it takes 21 to 29 days to make a habit. So that's why I'm inviting you to try it for four weeks. And to help you in that process, I'm going to ask you to choose an accountability partner. And that can be a friend. It can be a spouse. It can be a partner. Whoever it might be, choose someone who you can be accountable to to make sure it got done. If you are married, I would suggest doing this with your partner and working on it together. Every Sunday, sit down and you're accountable to each other. If you're not, then choose a friend or someone close to you. The second, now we haven't talked a lot about the Life Organizer app. 
On iTunes and Android, we spent two years developing a very powerful app, a place where you can put in your vision, your annual goals, a place where you can do weekly planning. It has a calendar, it's due list, and a place to take notes. If you don't already have that app, go to iTunes or Android and download the Life Organizer app. It's a little blue icon with BYB in the middle. It is a hugely valuable tool. I use it every single day, and I truly can't imagine my life without this process. If you're not a person that uses technology, you don't have Google Calendar or anything like that, go to becomingyourbest.com, click on store, and there we have some weekly planners that you can order, I should say invest in, and this takes all the work out of it for you. It has everything done, so it's all you do is simply have to fill it in. Makes it easy. No more blank pieces of paper or anything like that. So those are two very specific things you can do. Get the Life Organizer app, or if you're a paper-based type person or you do both, Go to our website, click on store, and get the size planner that you like, medium, large, whatever it might be. Now, if you choose to use the Life Organizer app, let me just give you one tip. Under the weekly planning section, it's much easier to do pre-week planning on an iPad or a Google tablet than on your phone, simply because of the real estate that you have on the screen. So in the Life Organizer app, on the left side of the screen, if you're using an iPad, you'll have your role, so father, mother, spouse, whatever they are, and underneath it, you're going to have what you choose to do that matters most that week. And as all you do is simply tap on it, drag it, and drop it in your calendar, and it will sync with Google, iCal, and all of your other calendars. It's a very simple and useful tool to use. So as we get ready to wrap up, you know, there's some other things that we could have talked about on this podcast. Four ways to avoid the time vampire. How to organize your personal life, both at home and at work. But we chose to focus specifically on this valuable tool and process of pre-week planning because of all the things that are life changer. This falls right at the top. You know, the story of the executive who called his son, that had a generational impact. The mom who's going on mommy-daughter dates again, these are things that have a generational impact. It's what can help leaders and executives take control of their busy schedules and stay focused on what matters most. And might I add, if you're a busy executive of any kind, do not delegate the process of pre-week planning to an executive assistant or a secretary. This is a process that you own. This particular idea of asking yourself what matters most this week is something that is not delegatable. This is yours. So as we get ready to wrap up here, Dad, I'll turn it back over to you. And I wish you the greatest success as you try this and have fun with it. This is a game changer. It may take a little long, longer for you at first, but the impact will be enormous as it helps you with the big concerns that you have in your life and how to prioritize your time. Okay, well, that was a fun podcast, Rob. Uh, thank you so much for explaining this process. It is, as you said, a real game changer in our lives. Uh, when I have the opportunity uh, to be in a workshop or a seminar with people, and we've just finished this process, I have them reflect, and I say, okay, now, if you go through this process sometime during the weekend, and it's Monday morning, and you're ready to kick off the week, how do you feel? And the answers inevitably come back. I feel confident. I feel focused. I feel at peace. I feel ready to attack the week. Well, that is exactly how you feel. In contrast, when we don't do this process, I ask people how they feel, and they say, stressed, upset. I don't want Monday to come. <laughs> And uh, so there's a big difference. I wish you the best in this. 
Well, thank you, Rob, and thanks to all of our Becoming Your Best Family and podcast listeners. Remember that one person can make a difference, and you can be the ripple effect. You can be the one that makes that difference. And I invite you to share this podcast with your family and friends and coworkers, and please go to iTunes and rate this podcast. That's how you can help spread this powerful message around the world. So thanks again for joining us today. I'm Steve Schallenberger, wishing you a great day. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Becoming Your Best podcast. We want to know what your big takeaways were, so head on over to becomingyourbest.com and you can find all the information about the podcast right there as well as the show notes page where we'd love to hear what you thought about each and every single episode. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a rating and review. A rating and review is by far the best way for you to show your appreciation for the show because it helps other people find out about the show and decide if this is the podcast for them. So now it's all in your hands. It's time for you to go out there to take action and truly start becoming your best.